Did any of you play the Noid games on NES? Yeah, they were awful. I would disagree. How many were there? Two. Really? Yeah. They were Capcom After games, you avoid him, what they? is there to do? You keep avoiding him. You He's know what's ironic? Aren't you shit. playing as him, though? Uh, maybe, yeah. I think you oh, yeah, you are. And him, you have, like, so... a, I think you have a yo-yo, which is like the classic NES weapon. Yeah. Like, I what? just don't know how you would avoid him if you're, you are him. Is it like a psychological game? Mm-hmm. Avoid there's yourself. A, I gotta be honest, there's a lot of drinking. Yeah. There's a lot of drinking to forget to numb. You know, to numb all the pizzas you've ruined. To void to the numb. noid. Yeah. <laughs> I have to how void much, the noid. Imagine how much fucking guilt that little bastard feels every day. I don't know. He seems pretty happy when you see him. <coughs> no, it's it's just because he's so blindingly drunk. Do you think he means to step on all those pizzas? No, he just wants to share and enjoy those pizzas with you. But you know, hey, but Uncle Noid's back. I always What's felt off? bad for Uncle Noid because, like, he was always showed up by Uncle Cool Spot. Mm-hmm. Uncle Cool Spot came in and was like, "Hot shit." Yeah, those games party. I liked. He was I like, liked "Uncle Cool games. Spot just wants to refresh your your f-ing palate with a lemon lime savory yeah. blast." You know, the problem no, was sure. though. At Thanksgiving, my mom asked Uncle Cool Spot to take off his glasses, and they were just bloodshot. Oh. Turned out he had been partying <laughs> for twenty years straight. Yeah, he's doing the H. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yes. Um, but how do you think he gets so fucking cool? <laughs> the H. It's a good way to do it. <laughs> It's, it's riding the it's horse the hammer chasing the dragon yeah Chomp. here we go punching the ticket and we're off My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the league. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I, let's agree to disagree on your point about knowing the best game of the week, because I feel like I'm the one who possesses that particular bit of information. My name is Christopher Plant, and I just had a crazy vacation in Mexico. Oh. My name is Ross Fursick, and I know the best game of the week. <laughs> so this is the besties, as you've certainly gathered. Uh, in the besties, we take the hottest, latest titles, fresh off the digital line, and we put them inside us. And then whichever one pops out of us, like the alien baby, an alien, is the one who's winning. Russ Freshdick, who's our current, <laughs> who's our current champion? I think it's still Sound Shapes, but I think we have to retire it this week. You think it's you think it's Starscream? No, Sound Shapes. Got it. Sound Shapes will be retired this week. And replaced by a new victor, a new champion. Sound Shapes will be retired to the Hall of Fame. Uh, and this week, I'm the commissioner. I'm running the proverbial show. Uh, so I have nothing to talk about. Aww. I'm playing a game called The Curse on iOS. That's where I'm at. How I is played it? some Transformers. Uh, the Curse is good. It's a series of 100 puzzles. Very Professor Layton-like okay. in, in, in concept. It's, it's a buck. And there's a creepy guy who uh, who's running the whole thing called, like, Mannequin or something. Uh, and and uh, he taunts you in between the puzzles and stuff. So Is it just a copy of Mannequin good. 2 on DVD? So <laughs> it's like, you have just, to watch me. It uses 3D printing to print a DVD of Mannequin 3 <laughs> on DVD. Was there a with 3? Kim, yeah, it's with Kim Cattrall's little sister, Cattrall uh, Cattrall. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Katie for short, and um, 
it uh it's a really great game and it's a but it's, it's weird the, one... the entire film she says nothing but uh except for uh she'll just walk around and be like control control <laughs> she is a great pokemon um the the other the other problem with mannequin three is it's about two mannequins mm. which is weird because they just stand there. yeah they're not magical at all no, one of them just stands just... there and is plastic and the other one stands there and just says control control uh i would watch this movie I... uh, the one thing that the curse is a little nefarious about it is it lets you uh in games like Layton, you know you find hints people put hint coins in like the fountain or in their laundry or something, and he just roots through your laundry until he finds a hint coin. Mm-hmm. In The Curse, you have to buy uh, hint coins. Oh, um, I like that. Because I might be doing laundry, and like I'll pull like a bunch of quarters out of my pocket. before. Because I've always got like a fistful of quarters in my pocket at any given time. And I'll pull yeah. them out so as not to damage the laundry machine. And that's like finding hint coins in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Like a homeless person could come up to me and be like, hey, let me get some of those, let me get some of those dimes. And I'll say, I can't, bro. They're hint coins, and I need them for puzzles. But if you give them to him, <laughs> does he give you clues? Mm-hmm. He says, solve for me this matchstick puzzle. Control, control. <laughs> uh, I am going to pick the first person who will talk this week, and the person I'm picking to go first is Chris Plant. Oh, hello. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hello. Uh, my game for this week is a game called McPixel. Or every time you play it, every 15 seconds, a McPixel! Um, because I think it is made by some European developer, one man. What is, now what is the platform what of is this the pl- particular? The platform, well, you can play it on a lot. Uh, I played it on iPad. It is on iOS as of this week. Uh, but it's been out on PC, Mac, and Linux for a while. And it is a point-and-click adventure game, kind of modeled after McGruber which itself is a parody of MacGyver, the 1980s television show in which uh, Richard Dean Stanton, is no. that the actor? Who's the actor? Richard Dean Anderson? I don't know. It's, it's some one of those 80s actors. The guy that got, oh, I was going to give a West Wing spoiler. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but that guy. But but he, so Dean uh, Stockwell. Dean, Dean Stockwell? No. Z- is it Ziggy? 
Oh, and it's Ziggy. Z- and he's always like, oh, the day's gonna be okay. <laughs> okay, please go uh, on. But MacGyver, he was a secret agent who used, uh, you know, basic scientific method and uh, house supplies, like, uh, you know, like a toothbrush and He was uh, a secret clip. agent, though? Yeah, I didn't know that until I wikied it. <laughs> um, I don't think secret agents are allowed to wear denim jackets. No, it's not a secret. It wasn't denim, no, it if was, he was leather. No, if he was an agent agent, he would be wearing... You know, like a suit, but a secret agent wears like you know, God knows. Oh, what. Like, he had a cool leather jacket. It was the MacGyver jacket. No, so when like... I was in Mexico and I saw a bunch of fat dads wearing a bunch of Hawaiian shirts, those were ostensibly those were all secret agents. Oh, because of they, course. They look like fat dads. Have you ever seen Charlie Wilson's War? That's like half the cast. It's all fat dads. It's just all fat dads. I I this shows you how closely you pay attention when you're a youngin, but I can remember adults watching MacGyver, and I always assumed he was a janitor. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I'm sitting here, and you guys are saying that he's like a, a spy or something, a secret agent, uh, but I I know bullshit. I've just assumed all these years that he was like, he was the janitor, With and he really, got into With really bad luck. Like, oh, I just moved into yet another job. Seems like things are going well this week. Oh, shit, they're going to blow up the school. Yeah. Oh, no. Why do I keep getting these scripts? Do you guys kind of wonder how MacGyver is held up? Well, he because I'm wondering if it's still like pretty good to I'm watch. I'm pretty sure he died in the last episode. Does he adjust? Yeah. He, he fails like yeah. moments he before the paper a, clip he, can undo the time bomb and blow something. No, his he face. needed a uh, he needed a valve to uh, repair the motorcycle so that the kids could escape the the burning cave, and so he had to take the one out of his own beating heart. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would love to see a MacGyver Breaking Bad mashup. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of cross cuts you could do there that would be pretty good. Uh, oh anyway, yeah, so I so got this pixel. game. Do you guys want to hear about it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so if you if you've seen MacGruber, uh, that's on Saturday Night Live. Before you even get to the game, and it's a parody of that, where rather than solving the problem, MacGruber just kind of gets distracted and talks about his daddy issues, and then the bomb blows up, and this happens over and over again. Uh, so McPixel is a 2D like retro pixely point and click adventure. That is closer to McGruber. Uh, it's like a parody of a parody, in that it's even weirder than McGruber, like kind of by leaps and bounds. So what happens is there are, I think, a hundred scenes, uh, scenarios that he has to stop some sort of ticking time bomb, and he has twenty seconds to click any number of objects or people on the screen and see what happens after he clicks it. Uh, so it's not like it's a game but you're not really learning anything because the answer to the solution is usually as far from what you would think it is. Like, if there's a fire in a room and it's approaching a bomb, you would think to use the uh, the fire hose. But when you do that, that'll end up, like, getting wedged up a cow's butt and then blasting out of his mouth and then, like, taking off a woman's head. That's not a good way Jesus, to put out that fire. <laughs> it's like, mo- yeah, usually the answer is to, like, just grab a beer and then down it and then piss on the fire and put it out. Like, or to, like... The, the the answers are always horrible. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil any of them because I think a lot of people should play them. Because I think spoil but, one yeah. more. There are a hundred. I think you spoil, could spoil, spoil ninety or two. So uh, in in one of them, the uh, on the you're on the moon and uh, there's a CCCP flag, like a communist uh, party flag, and a communist mm-hmm. astronaut and a nuclear bomb. So when you tap things, most of the time you like kick them. Uh, so if you tap, if you like tap the nuke, you'll just kick it and it'll blow up and destroy the moon. But you can pick up the nuke, 
uh, in a hand to the astronaut and then kick him in the balls, which will knock his air vent out and it'll launch him off the moon. And you'll save the moon, but then the nuclear weapon attached to the astronaut will fly into Earth and kill everyone on Earth. And that's how you win that mission. Because you saved yourself? Because you saved the moon. And the moon. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty... It's just, like, really, really silly. And it's, like, I would... The, the biggest mistake you can make is playing this game for more than 30 seconds at a time. Because it will drive you crazy. Because your instinct is to try to win the game. Uh, and not just see what happens. And if you're trying to win it, it is the most annoying thing in the world. Because it... I mean, that's how it's how comedy works. You know, it's you know subverting your expectations. So this is how comedy expect, works, guys. This is how comedy <laughs> works. This is tell me tell, while you're telling me about how comedy works. Can you tell me more about like MacGyver and Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Do you want to hear anything <laughs> else? Do you want to talk off topic? Listen, just because yeah. we aren't all as refreshed as you, because you've been you know vacationing <laughs> up with Margarita Bill yeah. and your fat dads. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and just... This game sounds great, yeah. and I have already purchased it while we've been talking, so that is fantastic. Good. It's like $1.99. Uh, let's see. Griffin? Yep. You want to go next? Sure. My game is New Super Mario Bros. 2 for the Nintendo 3DS, and here's my pitch. He's still at it. Here's here's my pitch. What else are you going to play on the 3DS, f***o? <laughs> Good pitch! Is that the official Nintendo line? Mm-hmm. Hey, stupid, you bought it. That's it. Isn't it like forty dollars to download? It's uh, it, it's forty, it's forty Nintendo bucks. It's a new currency that they've implemented. Oh, Basically, one buck will get you two nin- Nintendo bucks. So it's it is eighty dollars, <laughs> and <laughs> worth every and penny. worth it Wait, all. That is not how money translates. That would be twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, you get two for two bucks. Mm-hmm. You get six nintendo bucks oh, in God. australia their exchange rates really checked can i talk about my f***ing game uh-huh what, don't we kind of already know yeah about what it? tv show is it based off of oh is this based off that one with the pro wrestler which which, which if you were to name one saturday night live sketch that super Brothers <laughs> 2 is closest to what would it be gilly <laughs> guys gilly and that they don't give up gilly. on it and they keep playing it over and over and over again yeah. Um, okay. Griffin. Opera man. Like, what can you tell us about this? I'm not. I'm not trying to grieve you. Like, I really boy. don't know what you're, you're going to say. That's gonna Canteen boy. So, um, basically, it's it's uh, it's. Here's the thing, that you know all about the gold collecting stuff. Like, no. that's the whole aspect of gold. The, you, you gotta get you gotta get that gold in New Super Mario Bros. too. Okay. And there's some clever stuff in there. The, the the gold aspect. Let me just say, if it weren't for the gold aspect, it would be the most creatively bankrupt Mario <laughs> game in the history of mankind. Because it is it is seriously like to to a T. It is it is the last game. Is oh. is it true that they didn't make the gra- the background graphics in 3D and to make up for this, they just have them blur out when you turn on the 3D? No, 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 no. No, they, I- they they extend. They go back. I am not sure that's true. I think I just read something about how like I don't like, play any oh, of that. Cheat I that. We'll just make it blurry. <laughs> I don't play any of that in 3D. I, I don't think I I've I don't think I've messed with the 3D. I just got a 3DS XL. I don't think I've messed with the 3D switch on it. It's just there's it's just not my jam. Anyway, so so 
yeah, the, the, the core mechanics of it are basically the same. But what it does add is with the gold collecting mechanics, it adds a level of uh, like skill of like score chasing that I don't think I've ever had for a Mario game before. Like you're not only just trying to make it through the level and collecting like the three special coins, which is basically, I think that's basically all you did in the last, in Super Mario 3D Land. And it's sort of what you do in every Mario game. In this one, you are collecting coins, which uh, on a broad level is sort of a silly goal because you'll collect so, so many. When I finished the game, I had over 100 lives. Like, and that's that's been the only purpose of the gold in the past. But but now you, it is, it's desirable. They make such nice noises and it's nice to finish a level with like a thousand coins that you'd picked up. Um, and, it, and it makes you play the game in different ways. Like it makes you look for... Uh, it makes you look for combos. It makes you look for the best possible time that you can use, like the special golden power-ups. It makes you try to maximize your gold output on every level. And it, and it really does add a new layer of gameplay to the game. Um, and it's not nothing. Um, and, and also there's the gold rush mode, which is actually pretty cool. I, I, hadn't, I didn't think it, I was going to be that into it, but I've been traveling so much and going to all these different conventions that um, I got a lot of play out of it. Basically, you you go on these runs of three levels and when you die you only have one life when you die you're out um and so these three level like packs you try to collect as many coins as you possibly can and then whenever you street pass with other players you pass your record on to them and they try and beat your score or vice versa i've got like i've got something like 25 challenges waiting for griffin sounds cool yeah I i got a quick question for you yeah, shoot. As a Jew, I already have a lot of gold. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think I need more? <laughs> be careful, because both yeah, literally... could be racist. <laughs> um, I think... Griffin, I think you could... I think straight. You could... Is it fun? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's f***ing Mario. Like, you know what it is. You know what it's going to be, and it's good, and it's polished, and it feels great, and the platforming's great. Um, but I'll, I'll be honest. I, the the million coin goal? No way. There's no way I'll ever have enough interest to try. Why to would it. you when ever I finish do the game? When I finished the game, I don't even think I had fifty thousand coins. Like I wasn't even right. close, and I don't understand why. What would you get for doing that? I I I don't I don't know. What if, do you get for completing most simple tasks? Mad achievos, yo. Oh, yeah, achievos, right? Yeah. Um, no achievos on 3ds. It's fun. I think the coin rush mode has some legs. I think w- if, when I travel, I'll keep, I'll keep it on me because because going after those challenges really is fun. But like for instance, there are secret worlds in the game that I just didn't even bother with. Wait, this by the is the Mario I, with secret worlds? There are secret worlds. It's sort of like how you know in the last New Super Mario Brothers, if you were like mini at the right point, you would go in like a special tunnel and then there would yeah, be yeah. I'm surprising. I, I didn't think they had secret worlds in Mario games. I can't tell if you're being an asshole or not. I counted the seconds, and we made it five. Um, You know what would be great? You know, this is just an idea. I'm going to throw it out there. Nintendo can take it or leave it. Uh, New Super Mario World. Why isn't that? I mean, that is that's 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 kind of what this is. Is it? What is that though? It would be like more like uh, the Super Mario World type of graphics and play styled and. I guess this is the play style is the same thing. It's just. Eh, I would say that actually feels different. It's personally a little disappointing for me that this isn't a 
like in much the same way the first one re-envisioned Super Mario Brothers, that this doesn't actually re-envision Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah, I thought oh, oh, man. that would be really Wait, that would be way I'd more be interesting for that. me because that's such a weird aesthetic and it's such like an untapped. I know it's sort of the this you know the the stepchild of of the whole thing, but I, I I don't know that to me would be more interesting. I think it. I think the comparison is hard. The last. The comparison is rough because the last platformer I played was Rayman Origins. And uh, you can't, like, there is nothing creatively bankrupt about that game. Like, there are so many great ideas in that game that weren't in any other Rayman game or any other platformer. And to watch them just sort of, the, the, the gold collecting stuff is cool, but it, it's not, like, yeah, to its core, an entirely new experience. Yeah, I would also say that... Super Mario 3D Land was like one of the best Mario games the last ten years. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Take a step back to like quasi, you know, dull, same old, same old. And I can't tell you how when I finished the game, I was like, "That was great." I am never, ever, ever going to play the new Super Mario Brothers for Wii U. Not never. Like I, I'm so, I'm just so done with it. Like I'm gonna need like a two year refresh before I'm even remotely interested in playing one of these games again. And it's not a long game, which is what's messed up about it. It's not like it demanded so much time for me. It's just that I have done, I've been doing this for two god decades now. Like, (laughs) I think the bummer part is they basically have splintered this series into like types of games. Like there's like, now we have 3D Land, we have new Super Mario Brothers, and we have Galaxy. It's like it used I would to say, be, 3D Land and Galaxy are effectively the same. Uh, I uh, the my point being, it used to be like a new one came out and the game itself was different. Yeah, like it was yeah. like there was Mario and the Mario games were different, and now it's like great, we just have three you know type of brands like Call of Duty that they can rotate between and just keep churning them out each year. Yeah, yeah. which which I don't know. I feel like I'm being too hard on it because I, I I did enjoy what i played while i was playing it i just have no interest in in going back to it um so i don't know i don't know if if you if you enjoy platformers if you enjoy mario games that's the god dumbest thing i've ever said out loud wait for um, raymond legends fan, fans of the genre fans of the platforming genre hey have you heard of mario um i mean you know you know if you're gonna like it or not am i gonna be lost in the story though um, I did. that's the thing Here's the story. Yeah. Here's the sto- here's the story of the game. Uh, the princess got kidnapped. Sure. Why the fuck do I have to collect a million dollars? Like the- I rescued her. I don't need it for fucking ransom. Why do I need a million coins quick, for? Quick they question. never. They literally quick. never explain why you're on this coin. Griffin. This coin binge. Was she kidnapped by a Jewish person? Oh God, <laughs> Russ. <laughs> Russ, you're killing me, Russ. Uh. What's uh Griffin? What was the? Wh- what's not Griffin? Everybody, what's going on in your life? Well, I want to hear about Griffin's uh, international travails. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds 
and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, did you get anything crazy, Griffin? Did you meet any locals? Um, I actually made a point not to. I went on a snorkeling excursion with a small group of people on uh, my last day in Mexico. And uh, I met a, uh, an American couple, and they seemed nice enough. And then I told them I was from Texas, and they asked me if I had jumped the fence. And then I said, well, I've got to go away now. <laughs> no, but seriously, did you jump the fence? That's, like, super racist. Is it? Isn't there a fence, I... though? Yeah, there's a fence between Mexico and Texas. They're just asking if you jumped right, it, Right, that's what right? I'm saying. How is that racist? Right. I didn't meet anyone. Do you know why? Because I was drunk for six days. I'm exhausted, you guys. I got yeah, home. sure. All I did was when I got home was just drink two big old cups of um, great American tap water. Oh, great American beer. <laughs> um, Can you now at the resort you were at? Where was the water potable? Um, I believe it's here's the thing. Potable. It was a nice resort. Portable. It it was a nice resort, and every restaurant that we went to at the resort um, would give us glasses of water, um, to which uh, my girlfriend and I would would promptly. Uh, respond oh can we have bottles and we tried to say it in like the shittiest like california accent like uh no we're gonna need some avena please um because and i'll tell you why and it's not 
It's not for any reason other than I just don't want poop worms. I just don't want them. I'm way too busy for them. Sure. Well, you're living the life you want. Mm-hmm. You don't have time for poop worms. Mm-hmm. Um, I got poop worms in Italy from doing that out in the country. Drank that water. Ugh. It was bad. Yeah. Was See, dark. and I, I have a delicate constitution already. It's it's, it's like tissue paper down there, and I, sure. I you know I felt like I had to be super careful. So I would I would insult them. They were nice. They were very 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 nice, and it was a very nice resort. I would recommend it to anyone. The Royal in Playa del Carmen, very sensible packages, um, but I just didn't want to just just shit my guts out all I mean, week. Do you think that when they're growing up, like people in areas where the water's not super drinkable? Uh, oh, they get used to it, yeah. Well, but yeah, so yeah, like everyone pretty much bacteria. has their poop worm moment when they're a kid, and then you're just no, like adjusted. No. to No, it? it's like you you're you have inherited, and also in your gut already there are certain yeah, kinds of bacteria you get that, that you get in vitro poop worms. Like they they right. they live in you uh, when you're actually when you're born. Mm-hmm. I, I I listened to a radio lab recently. When you're born, you have nothing in there. You got nothing. Sure. You got no bacteria to absorb that stuff. And then within like the first minute of you being in the world, your body is just a just a fucking petri, just a battleground of sure. viruses and bacterias and streptococci and meta, metamucil. Just like everything gets in there and just wants to tear you up. So and that's the that's, that's the how world you turn we into a live. Superman though. If they just keep sending crap at you, you adjust to it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I when I have kids, I'm gonna poison them every day a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Just a little bit. Just, just, just not enough that they can to taste keep it. them on their toes. I just want that Rasputin treatment for my offspring. Hey, uh, I just realized that I like this show a lot more if I imagine uh, since I know Chris and Russ are in the same room. Do you guys just stare into each other's eyes the whole time? Yeah, they sit across from each other. Do you have your hands up? Are you doing, like, mirroring exercises? <laughs> no, but we, we intertwine our legs. Yeah. No. Oh. It's put sort of like an That's inverted a... uh, human centipede. <laughs> so, uh... Let's Russ Frushdick. Hey, guys. I've been... I have a confession Uh-oh. for you. I love robots. I love cars. The problem in planes and shit. The one problem I've always had is that I can't find a, a game that is that you can't have a game with both of those. Yeah, games. you really. That's I would thing. completely agree. Like for years and years, I kept thinking robots awesome, cars, planes awesome, but no sure. middle ground. That ends today. <laughs> today. Today. <laughs> last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. That ends last Tuesday. And also three years ago, and also twenty years ago. With a little game called Transformers, the fall of Cybertron. Spoiler alert, Cybertron falls in this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Is it a prequel to something? No, uh, yeah, sort <laughs> sure? of. It's a sequel. It's a sequel. It's not a prequel? No. It's Why a... would they spoil the end of it if it's not a prequel? Well, it's a prequel to the Transformers getting to Earth and doing other things. Oh. So... Uh, spoiler alert! They, they probably get to Earth, Earth at the end. <laughs> I actually haven't beaten it yet, but I I'm very, it's very pronounced close. Earth. Earth. Um, so, Transformers: War for Cybertron. Sorry, Fall of Cybertron takes place after the events of War for Cybertron, which came out two years ago. Warf. Warf. Warf so, of Cybertron. Yeah. So he's a um, 
a, a Klingon, and he's got a bailiff and something else Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, it takes place after the events of that game, and oh, we'll never forget the events of War for Cybertron. Yeah, I never actually played that game, but from what I understand, there was a war over who got Cybertron. And Bumblebee met Optimus Prime. Maybe. Yeah. Did that happen? I, oh, I, I'm sure it happened. Anyway, uh, Fall for Cybertron, a uh, Fall of Cybertron takes place after the events of that game. Those memorable, memorable events. Uh, and in this game, basically the uh, Autobots, who are the good guys, uh, are escaping Cybertron because it's basically effed. And the Decepticons, the bad guys, because they deceive, uh, are not wanting the Autobots to leave or something. Um, yeah, basic Autobots. The, yeah, so they're the car guys. Anyway, we're out of here. So, Roll out. So Roll I started playing out. dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, I, Sorry, battle beasts. Sorry, go ahead. I started Sorry. playing this game, and uh, it was sort of dull, which is surprising because the first couple levels let you play as Optimus Prime, so you would think that that would be like the most epic, great parts of it. But it sort of like felt like, you know, like Call of Duty, but in third person and with robots and sci-fi and stuff. So it so bullets. So basically, it had shooting guns. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it felt the way the like levels were structured with like enemies popping out from like drop ships. And it just felt like like a shooter, like a pretty standard shooter. Sure. And so if in Call of your just so I'm clear. Yeah. If in Call of Duty, go on. You if in Call of Duty you were made of metal, uh, you uh you had no soul, you were on a planet made of metal. Everyone around you was a robot, and you could turn into a car. And the guns didn't shoot bullets, but concentrated energon. If that in Call of Duty, it was basically the same thing. And sometimes you can transform into a plane. pretty much. Basically, okay, all right. I got the premise. Go on. Um, anyway, so like, if yeah. if in Call of Duty, you ran over uh, hot dog buns and toppings and burgers and ketchup and salt and pepper to defend yourself, that's basically Burger Time. <laughs> so that's Call of Duty and Burger Time are basically the same. Essentially. Thing you're Essentially, at its core, they are the same. What you got? Imagine, imagine Call of Duty, except that okay. your son got hit by a car, and your other okay. son is very sad. Um, okay, and so you have to cut off your finger to make him love you again. Sure, sure. This is basically, and also there's rope. He's a, but they're both robot car, car They're car <laughs> robots. Okay, okay. Wait, is that the sequel to the Call of Duty where your son falls out the high window and then you write a song about it? No, no, that's <laughs> oh, Eric you're thinking of Eric Clapton. <laughs> that is a common mistake. So, Russ, I'm sorry. Go on. Did the game turn around it for did, you? It did, as a matter of fact. So, after the Optimus Prime levels, this sort of, the Optimus Prime levels end with, like, a cool moment that I won't spoil for everyone, but it's cool. It involves a large robot. <laughs> no um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they basically, it, it, the game turns into sort of like a greatest hits family reunion collection of robots. So each couple, le each level or so, you're switching to a different robot, which has different skills. 
So in the levels after Optimus Prime, you're playing is this guy named Cliff Jumper, who I've never heard of. But he's like the stealth robot. I did air quotes. You probably can't see that. He's like the stealth robot, um, and he kills guys stealthy-like. And there's a whole like stealth mission where you sneak into a garbage dump or whatever. And then there's the other guy that's like turns into a helicopter, and you use more aerial attacks. Um, so each level feels pretty different to one another because mm-hmm. each robot has a very different play style. It's right, and you're gonna prefer some to others. Some of them don't aren't as refined, I think. To be to be generous. yeah. Well, I I think ironically enough, Optimus Prime is the most unrefined of them all because all he does is just shoot guys and then call in airstrikes. It's basically a, an extended tutorial, the yeah. Optimus part. I mean, it's just giving you the basic shooting and 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 mechanics. Yeah. Um, it's so, so the game picks up and adds a lot more variety and and it, I could care less about Transformers as like a storyline, but it actually you know got me sort of interested in it and. Um, yeah, I would say, I know you all were making fun of me about the Call of Duty analogies, but when you get into the multiplayer... That's only because they were terrible and nonsense. When you get into the multiplayer, there's a mode called Annihilation or something to that effect. Kill confirmed. Where you basically... Domination. It's a four-player co-op mode where you're in a room and you're killing uh, AI guys as they flood in and then using the money that you earn from the kills to open doors and buy weapons off the walls. Oh, it's a zombie mode. Which is to say it's a direct copy of zombie mode. It's fun, but it's zombie mode. Isn't so. zombie mode just yeah. horde mode? Uh, no. Well, uh, it's no, zombie mode has more structure. Yeah, it's different. Okay. Um, but I was actually kind of surprised by how they have, they genuinely have taken the idea of the flexibility of these characters as as combatants and you really do have to make use of it or you will die like it's yeah. genuinely difficult and like a lot of the times if you die it's because you weren't using everything at your disposal correctly like you can't always force it if you want to be a car in a certain place you know but you're you should be actually using cover um, it forces you back and forth between the two surprisingly well um and and forces you to sort of think strategically about a situation there's things like your your car armor is stronger than uh in your robot form so is it you know i didn't know that yeah yeah um and you and i can also buy upgrades to to your cars can you i didn't know that yeah uh (laughs) have you played much have you played much of it uh the there are upgrades too of course that you can get for for energon uh, that that bizarrely carry over from character to character, even when you switch teams. They they explain the it away in a loading screen where it's like, oh, the store got hacked by the Decepticons. <laughs> Some bullshit. <laughs> Although, like the the vending machine is probably my favorite thing about the game because think about it, you're in a world populated entirely by robots, but they decided that there's this one robot that they're not going to make ambulatory. They're going to make him completely stationary. But I think he still has, like, emotions and feelings because he'll say things like, under under Starscream's leadership, the Decepticons will come to ruin. Like He has an opinion. So he's got, they created basically a paraplegic yeah. of, of the racist? Transformers he world. sounds negative. Well, I wouldn't say racist. What? Yeah, is he racist against Autobots? 
No. Well, he, a, this is when he's talking the Decepticons. Yeah. yeah. That is one of the weird things about the game too, uh, for me, is that you I I hate I hate it when they make you go back and forth between Autobots and Decepticons. Because I feel like it completely sort of how are you supposed to get invested in any sort of narrative when you're not <laughs> Yeah. There's basically this whole mission where you're trying to save like this big pool of energon and like a giant freighter. And you do it and you're really happy. And then the next mission is blow the fuck out of the freighter. Right, which is just like, okay, well, I don't really feel... It kind of robs your motivation. It's like, I don't really... I mean, put me on one side or the other. Or make two separate campaigns, Well, you know? I think what happened was... They did that with the last game, War for Cybertron. And I think what happened was they realized that, like, only 10% of the people played, like, one of the campaigns. And that was probably frustrating. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I, I just... I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a weird storytelling thing, because you're going back and forth between the two and and which is, would not be so weird in most other f- narrative forms um you know like in any movie you're going to be going back and forth between the bad guys and the good guys yeah. um but like to be them it sort of like hollows out your victory. honestly i like, kind of oh, liked well. it just because it gave you a more personal like like i'll be honest the autobot characters are kind of boring and at least yeah. the Decepticons, they're dicks, but they're... Their motivation. They have, like, yes. Like, apart from, like, do good, save Cybertron. Like, there's some, like, interesting element to it. Yeah, yeah good video game... Like, the nice guy video game characters tend to lack any real motivation in most video games. Except for like, soap. Get more gold! Uh, the game also looks really Yeah, it's nice. good. I, I, so, two two things that I do want to take issue with. The level design, I think, is kind of like... It reminded me of Halo 1, where it was just, like, a lot of, like, copy and paste, like, sci-fi rooms. Yeah. And, yeah, they definitely take advantage of the fact yeah. that, that it is a planet made of uh, robots. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't... Do, are, they, are they living, like, day-to-day lives... Like, can they exist outside of war? Yeah. Have you ever played Killzone? Like, have you played any of those Killzone games? Yeah. yeah That's yeah, like yeah. my question with that. Is it's always like, who? The, like, what the hell do the Hellgas do when they're not being Hellgas? Like, right. Their eyes are laser beams, and they all have helmets for yeah. heads. Like, and, and for, for Killzone Three, the developers are like, you're gonna learn a lot about what goes on back on Hellgan, and you go there, and it's like, well, there's a lot of industry. <laughs> and artillery cannons. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 Transformers seems to be a cautionary tale about the military-industrial complex overrunning a planet because <laughs> all we have we left. Don't even eat. <laughs> we just don't yeah, we, all we have left are sentient war machines. Here's actually, I think they they have malls. Do yeah, they, they have, have malls? They have like a Cinnabon. If you really like, that's sort of where they hang out. This is They're the actually... only way I know how to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I eat to feel. <laughs> uh, oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention. So they build themselves as robots in disguise. But if you can't disguise yourself as anything but the one thing, that doesn't really hold up as a disguise more than once. And I think that needs Plus, to be changed. Plus, there's not, like, cars on Cybertron that aren't secretly yeah, that's, robots. Yeah, that's the bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's like being like, well, when I wear clothes, I'm in disguise from my naked form. <laughs> that's embarrassing, I bet. How, how many, how many like, Decepticon dudes do you think have rolled up to, like, a Porsche? And just be like, hey, damn, baby. How, damn. Are those suicide doors? Damn. you! Oh, uh, 
Yeah, you're a car. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> boy, is my face painted red? I, I, uh, I just want to know more about their day to day lives. You know, I, I want to know more about the what what they're doing when they're not fighting with each other. Why do they want to continue to survive? Doesn't it take a weird? Doesn't it take a weird turn? If you consider that maybe Cybertron used to be inhabited by people. <laughs> it makes it so and much now, better. And, it's actually right. feature fiction. You blew it yes, up. Yes, this is actually. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I guess. I don't, as usual, I don't think I pitched the game very well. It was, But I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Justin, Justin actually pitched it way better than you. Yeah, did. thank you, Justin. So we can just go ahead and end, end the show if you, if you guys want. I mean, there's been. I, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to sound petty, but there's been some obvious favoritism. <laughs> Go on. Say, say, how do you figure? I'm just, I'm just saying that you, you obviously very badly want this game to win. I'm not saying that they paid you a large sum of money to get you on their side, but I am saying exactly that. Well, I, it's the only one I've played, so okay. I, it's harder for me. To Actually, answer. fun fact: you have played New Super Mario Brothers two before. You just don't know it. Well, I mean, in a manner of speaking, I've played New Super Mario Brothers 2 many, many times before. Uh, dozens of times, if you want to get particular about it. Next week on the Polygon documentary, Interior Activision Day, Justin walks in. Well, sir, we have that bag full of money for you. How many people listen to that podcast again? Oh, at least 8 billion. Oh, great. <laughs> By which I mean 8. Um... So this week, I really don't know. This is so hard when I've played one of them. <laughs> Should I play McPixel real quick? I have it on my iPad. No, just make a decision. No. Speak with your heart. It's it's War for Cybertron. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, here's the thing. Wow. Robots in disguise. Can you believe the mighty have fallen that Mario lost to a fucking Transformers game? It's a good Transformers a, game. Oh, I, there's, I really, I, not... No BS, and I know that like you could consider Mario games, like two D Mario games, more of like a, a genre unto themselves, a meditation on a theme, if you will. Wow. But there have been Mario games that have reinvented platforming like several times over, and you can do this back to basics thing. But that the the, the novelty of that is like once, yep. like once I want to go back to basics. Now, will you please do? You have th this is their. This is a flagship 3D console. It is the only console that has a hundred percent three-dimensional, um, you know, saturation. And they're making a, another 2D Mario game. They're doing nothing interesting with it. That it, it just to me speaks yeah. to the sort of why is um, Super Mario 64 2 not out? Yeah, it just it feels like it speaks to the sort of the creative atrophy in in a lot of branches Wait, of of are you kidding me? And griffin you've played that what? super mario 64 2 line that's that's some mario 3d land to be fair that's no that's not at all not even close because it's all on tracks shut up no that's not an open world if you think that's an open world well you're dumb robots in griffin you played, you, you played super mario 2 is that is that a fair critique or is it am i looking for too much from this should i look for to another super mario franchise too I gotta be honest with you. I um, was reading an email. I was reading an email. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I was reading, but listen, no, listen, listen, listen. I know you're angry. It was wow. a super. Your good game email. lost, and you you gave up 
immediately. No, you, listen, you were like, you're like, right okay, out. I'm punching the ticket. I did my job. Griffin, you have as the person who's going to be editing this, I will provide to you a choice. Okay. You can either I can either repeat what I said so you know what I said and you can comment on it and then edit this part out. Okay. Or you can just keep <laughs> going right along. I got it. Listen, this is a real this is a super long email. Can you guys finish the show? Without me, uh, yes. Uh, thank you for listening to the besties. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where you get the the best in editing? Don't we need what? to figure? Oh no, we don't. So I guess the War for Cybertron's in the quote unquote Hall of Fame. No, no, it's not the Hall of Fame. no, it's no, just no, the no. It doesn't get to the Hall of Fame without. It is our game of the year. Okay. Can you learn this? It doesn't get to the Hall of Fame. It changes every week. It's hard to no, remember. It's the exact what same. is with the fucking crosstalk? <laughs> thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I had to yeah, shouldn't else the to world's say. best games. Having world best games, this podcast is the worst. They should show in the documentary the scene where we all uh, talk to each other and say, like, I don't know, this podcast isn't very good. <laughs> doing it. Nobody really likes it that much. And, and you know what's great? It costs more than the documentary to produce. <laughs> That's Almost ten times more. It. It's an incredibly, incredibly expensive production. Every one of these episodes is actually filmed in 3D, <laughs> decompressed, re-resed, de-interlace with the video and then publish it. Uh, this it's called the Nintendo has, method. <laughs> this, uh, this actually has 4D, this episode, so just like reach into that cup of water and just like get your fingers wet and then just flick it in your face and then that's my spittle when I yell angrily. You gotta time it. You gotta cue it. We'll put in special bells. You'll hear the bell and you'll know to, to synthesize the spittle. <laughs> so, this has been the besties. Please check out our documentary. You can find it at The Verge. It's not our documentary. Well, I mean, it's it's about us. It's about the poly- founding of Polygon and the, our ongoing... It's an ongoing video documentary miniseries webisode. Can you also just please don't tell the people that we work with about how bad the podcast is? Because I'm almost yes. certain that none of them listen. And they're all, you know, we're all very happy with the quality of the doc. And if you're like, yeah, the doc's great, but listen to the pod sometimes. <laughs> It's unbelievably bad. You will not. It's where they get all their bad outs. They can do good work for the rest of the week. Um, I do. I feel a lot of personal embarrassment about this podcast. Yeah. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I wish it was better, but it's, I mean, it's not. It's just not good. It's you know, the, 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 the problem is probably that the idea behind the podcast is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a pretty good idea. No, Griffin, I think we got to be honest about okay. it. Okay. Two. Two of us on this podcast are on another hit podcast. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's all. I, I mean, that's all. I mean, if you're scientific Hello? method. Yeah. My name is Ross Rushing Grandmother. I think the real problem I'm with the best I'm here with a, a giraffe. He says he's, he says he's local, but I've never seen him before. He must be from uptown. Oh, man. <laughs> I think the biggest, the biggest problem we have are Chris Plant's impressions of Russ Frushdick doing impressions of Jimmy Stewart. Good. As this a bird. A bird Jimmy Stewart. One man against a now, whole town. Now Clarence. <laughs> Clarence. Control. Control. Callbacks. Thanks for listening to Besties. We'll be back next Friday because Stop should the best listening. friends make the world's Best games. If no one listens, we don't have to do it anymore. Set us free. Control. Control.